Hey, it's Tanya Burton, creator of Women Warriors Fitness and the owner of the Diet Doc Sedalia. My goals as a fitness professional is to motivate and empower you to stop making excuses and instead make solutions to become the best version of yourself. This podcast was created to inspire you, motivate you, and give you hope to gain your life back. Let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, I am back with Dr. David Brownrider and we're so excited to have him hey. to be back. Welcome again and we're going to give you kind of an update about the coronavirus and a few of the popular questions that we're getting. But let's go ahead and just jump in. David, what can you tell us so far? Because when we first started talking, we were kind of hearing about the coronavirus. We didn't know too much information, but now that's been over a month. Can you give us an update? Yeah, you know, it's still kind of the same thing but maybe a bit more serious because at the beginning we weren't really given I don't think enough accurate information about what it really was it's still pretty contagious it's still a very large percentage of people that are are ill um, are recovering but it's far more reaching than I think anybody expected to see happen and no one wants to see bad events like people dying from an infection of any kind right and that's happened quite a bit right? Um, certain parts of the country or the world are hotspots and other parts are not. And that's stuff that we don't know yet. But, but um, it still looks like another, another viral illness um, that unfortunately has kind of caught the world by storm because it's such a new one. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we see a lot on the news about there's a lot of deaths that are going. Can you get, give us kind of a an average or kind of a percentage of how many deaths to how many people actually have it? Well, from what we have in the data overall, it's, it's, it's a moving number because the number of people that are actually ill, we only have confirmed by the number of tests that have been performed. Generally speaking, I think we have a decent amount of people we've identified with, with the test. And the U.S. is, of course, leading the world because they're also leading the world in population other than a place like China. Um, that the, the, actual in, the actual mortality rate is probably around the 3% zone. Some areas are higher and some areas are much lower. In Texas, we're at around 2% of the cases of, uh, that are happening are fatal. Um, and there are risk factors for those that we're trying to figure out. We, we still think that people that are much older or have sicker conditions like cancer or high blood pressure that's not controlled or just not well, um, those, those are the people that seem to be hit the hardest when they get infected. Um, an average person, an average adult under the age of 45 or so, and even kids appear to be able to tolerate it better and come out of it, even though they may be sick for a couple of weeks, they're still coming out of it better than the older adults who aren't in as good a health position to start with. So you would say those are probably the people more at risk are the older uh, people and those with some type of health issue, whether it's cancer or high blood pressure? So far, so far, yeah, diabetes. I mean, there's, there's a number of different things that are being thrown around right now that are still, I think there's a lot of theory yet with that, but those things still seem to be, holding true as ideas for for risk what would be your but yeah overall i think it's still i mean i think it's, a, it's 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're okay. It's like lagging like a second. So sorry about that. Um, I was going to say, what you know, what would be your piece of advice for That's somebody, okay. for somebody who's, um, you know, maybe somebody in their house got COVID nineteen, or they just got back from a trip with somebody who had it, or maybe a church service that somebody had it. What's your advice of what they can do? Well, I'm going to stay pretty well in line with a lot of the CDC recommendations because those guys are the experts, right? They, they study this stuff all the time. And um, I, I think, you know, isolating yourself from others and kind of imposing your own quarantine is a responsible way to handle that. And if you run a, a number of days without developing any symptoms, you can still go get tested because they're loosening the restrictions on the types of people that can be tested for it because there are more tests are becoming available. Um, but if you run several days or I think about a week or so <clears throat> without a fever, you still have another week because it's about up anywhere up to two weeks after exposure that you can become sick with this. So your best bet is to stay back, wash hands, let someone else run the errands for you as much as you can, you know, just to, to limit the possibility of bringing it to someone else when you don't feel it. Uh-huh. For sure. That's it. No, that's the, that's the problem. It's the problem because we we have such a, un, a, a lack of understanding of for sure exposure time to actually becoming ill. The, the number runs anywhere from five to fourteen days. So you have to err on the side of caution when you're worried about exposure to go out for fourteen days to really feel hundred percent safe. Yeah. It. It's crazy how long it could take for somebody to get exposed to it or for you to finally get symptoms to it. You know, you don't even really think about this because, you know, it's a lot of viruses are like that. Nobody really knows this, but mono never happens in an epidemic. Mono, you never hear about a rash of cases of mono. Mono can take up to several weeks to become a case of in acute infection from the time you were exposed. So you'd have to do some serious backtracking to figure out if you don't really know who may have brought it to you, where it might've come from. It's hard wow. to trace the model. It's not the only one that does that, but it is. it does make it tricky when it's something as potentially contagious as this one seems to be. So David, I know your, your kids are home, you know, for the weekend. Um, how do you, how do you, as a parent, how do you talk to your kids about COVID-19? Well, thankfully my kids are older so that I can talk to them on a more mature adult level about it. But if they were in the, in the teenage years, you know, you just have to be fair. I, I, I've never, even when my kids were younger, I've never held back information from them about what potential seriousness of a situation could be because I think that it's only fair for them to know when you're really young, say they're in the, the pre high school years, you have to water it down a little bit to help them understand better. But it's really important to make sure that they understand as much as everyone else, that this is an important thing to do to keep people as safe as they can with hand, I mean, particularly hand washing. It, it, you know, kids are commonly, playing around and not really thinking about cleaning their hands mm -hmm. and a big effort for that you know keeping kids away from the stores um, when you have to make an errand you know that helps too even though kids don't seem to be quite as 
susceptible, they still, it still happens and they can still be carriers too. So without trying to be you know, a fear um, preacher, I'm not trying to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just have to play it smart and, and giving them opportunities to get some outside play time. We have neighbors here who have younger children and the dad is out in the street with them every day, throwing the ball around with them, giving them something to do. Trying to distract them from the from some of it is important too, because distraction they, they don't need to be spending their days thinking about it. Turn the TV off, stay away from the news. It's it's a lot of scary, sad stuff, and not all of this is scary, sad, sad stuff. There's good stuff. The number of people that are recovering every day seems to be increasing. Sure. You know, there's a, there's other things that you can filter out of this, but kids and teenagers don't necessarily have to be always looking at it. Um, face on mm-hmm. give them something else to be happy about and you know that's kind of going into my next question of people how could they manage stress and anxiety from all of this because you know it's so consuming there's nothing good on the news nothing good inside it's like there's no there's no you know no light at the end of the tunnel it's kind of what we can do right now what's your piece of advice for somebody who is quarantined at home at lockdown and they're super stressed out. What's your piece of advice for like an adult to relieve some stress? Well, I've, I, I coined the term social net, so, social um, media distancing. Not to get completely away from it because things like this are very important. But there's a lot of filtering that you need to do to take away all of the, again, a lot of the panic stuff. So try, limit your time spent noodling around trying to figure this out. The smart people who are looking into the science and research behind it have some very trusted websites that are good, like the CDC has a great website for people. Our, our health system that I work for has a great resource page for people that, that is easy to understand and it takes away all of the, the crazy commentary that opinions can be thrown around very easily with. So be smart about picking and choosing your time spent with social media look at look at good sources quarantining or staying at home doesn't mean stay locked in the house Mm -hmm. what it means is stay away from people where you can if you're really forced to be quarantined because you've been ill or you or you've been exposed or you're at risk for exposure is different than the average person like you and me i'm not exposed to this right now with what i'm doing i'm keeping that away so i get out we go out for a, a daily walk, take the dogs and, and get a chance to breathe some nice air. The weather's really nice here right now. Um, get, some, get a workout in. That's a great way to burn some stress. 100% of people, this, is, this has been studied in, in people who have true depression. I may have said this before, but um, 100% of people who are depressed, put them on a treadmill for a half an hour to an hour and ask them after they come off of it for an hour, Ask them how they feel mood-wise, and 100% of them will feel somewhat better. Wow. It's, it's really, it's, it's good. You make your own chemicals called endorphins that help with, and some other ones that help with generating your own antidepressant medication or anxiety-relieving medication. Burn some steam. Do something that's different. It's hard to be creative every day, and don't feel bad that you didn't create something new today because it's another day and you ran out of new ideas. But you can still go and do things. You know, if you have to if you get in a car or drive in the car, get out for some air. You, you're just trying to distance yourself from exposure to others or getting exposed to from others when you can. 
I, I love that. And I really hope people take note of exercise because it's going to relieve stress. You're going to feel better instead of yes. thinking it as I need to work out, do it for just your mental health and you feeling more energized um, and just feeling better. And I always tell people, turn on a podcast, turn on an audiobook, turn something on. You don't have to just listen to the same music if you don't want to, you know, just get lost in something else. Um, and don't think of it as a daunting, you know, I got to be on the treadmill. And like you said, it's nice outside. Um, it's a little bit colder here in Missouri. But, you know, last week it was like 70s. Right. Beautiful. But I'm like, go go take a walk. Like, it's okay to be outside. Like you said, you just don't want to be like in a huddle around people. Um, so finding like a different trail or park to, to go to. Um, you know, and just going off of relaxing one of my clients told me that she's like i tanya i took a weekend detox from all the news from all the tv all the social media that's just coronavirus coronavirus and so i'm like you know some of us need to do that is to turn off the tv and just focus on something else because you can get really consumed and that's your whole life and that's your environment. oh yeah and it's not good for you it's good to be updated but not like immersed into all of this news Right. And, you know, it's, it, it's so easy to get with, with the way the Internet works now. You know, years ago, it was you waited for the morning newspaper, the evening newspaper or the evening right. news. And during the day, occasionally you get a news flash. But it's like now it's you you get lost in the, the sense of I have to be ahead of everybody and see what's the what's the latest data on the, the, the maps. And, you, you know, five minutes ago, I just looked at it. What, what, what is it now? And you just uh -huh. so caught up in all of that that it's just, it, it can be very counterproductive. I think, you know, from what I've been doing in my practice, I've had to shift uh, a fair amount, like I was telling you about offline, a lot of what I was doing with sports medicine things to more general medicine. I still do that regularly every day anyways, but I've been doing more of that. And a percentage of it is dealing with this, you know, people asking questions, not even just coming in as a visit, but seeing it as questions, you know, what, how do I handle, I've been, I'm not sleeping as well, and I can't really say why. Maybe it's because of this, maybe it's some other things, but I think it adds in. If you can just get away, escape. Escape however you feel like you can. Just escape. It'll, the news will be there. You're yeah. not going to lose anything by waiting a few hours or even until the morning. You're not going to lose any information just because you didn't see it last night. Right, exactly. What, what would you say are the biggest concerns or questions that you're – um that, you know what you're having to deal with right now with your patients well there's some that call about do you think i have the symptoms based on or the illness based on these symptoms i won't bring them in the office and i'll just kind of run through kind of a set of screening questions to figure out do i need to have you go somewhere to get tested or, or not and if they're really minor then i don't um if they're if they're more than minor then i will and that's Maybe that's a little bit um, biased a little bit because I want to make sure that the people that really need the testing get it done. But right. the people that are done are really in the mild category. The ones that are really mild are not the ones that we worry about so much. We, we worry about them spreading it to others. We don't worry about them being ill because they're going to be in the large majority that do well. Um, I get questions about the antibody testing. The FDA just authorized release of antibody tests I and mean, is it time to or can we use this can i go get this done is it something that i can do to see if i have the antibodies so i can donate my my blood fluid 
to give somebody else immunity since I have the antibody in my blood now. Mm. No, and, and the answer to that is we don't know enough about the antibody testing yet. It just got released and we don't know how accurate it's gonna be. It doesn't tell you if you're resolved. It tells you if you've been exposed or been infected, but it doesn't tell you the illness is over yet. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the biggest fallacy for it right now. And it's probably, I mean, there are new tests that are coming out seemingly every minute if you follow the, the news, but the accuracy isn't perfect on those right. either. They're getting better, but they're not where they need to be. You know, we still need more time with technology to get a good answer for that. So when you were talking about you talking to your patients and asking them questions to see if it's, you know, minor symptoms or not, what was considered a minor symptom that they don't need to get tested? Well, if it's a if the if it's a cough, but it isn't associated with a fever or being out of breath or significant ex, you know more fatigue um, or muscle aches, those are the most common things. There are a number of other things that you've seen, everyone's seeing and hearing about having trouble with loss of taste or loss of smell or or um, diarrhea or a, a feeling like hallucinations. I mean, there's a those are things that are probably far more serious um, if they happen to happen. Um, but the, the real minor things, and, and they could easily be the common cold or a set of allergies, you know, when they're really that, that minor. If you, have, if you have a cough that is producing a bunch of mucus without really a fever, but it's clear mucus, that's not typical for this illness. And I wouldn't tell you it's not 100%, but I'd be more inclined to think that it isn't. If you have a scratchy throat with no other symptoms, it's not likely that this is your illness. <clears throat> so you have to play it out and wait it out because the majority of illnesses that happen are viral anyways, and they're gonna run their course. This one, if it starts to get worse, you can always go and get tested at, at the fact. And there are more point of care testing that's being done that gives you a quicker answer than some of the earlier tests that take a week. So, mm -hmm. so things are, are moving in that direction to be smarter and quicker about answering what's going on. Good. Well, um, to, to finish off our, our interview, can you give us kind of an update if it's, is, is it finally leveling off? Are there, are there less cases? How is it right now in our country? Well, you know, it's, it, there's, a, there's a large amount of people. It's still a small number when you look at the number of people that were affected by any, any annual flu run overall. Because I mean, we're still, you know, millions of people get affected by flu. I think this year they've estimated over 20 million or so people have been affected by the flu, maybe even more than that, or a flu-like illness. And we're, we're at 500 and some thousand, 550,000 or somewhere in there. I, don't, I didn't look at today's final numbers. Um, but the, and the number of new cases that are being reported daily for the last few days has been a smaller number than last week's per day. Per day. It still adds up to the total number at the end of the day when you look at the final tallies. But the rate of numbers increasing appears to be more stable and not rising. Good. You know, and the average per day, which which maybe that maybe that's a sign, you know, that there's something that 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 this is coming. I happened to come across a a, a journal of infectious disease um, article today that looked at four other types of coronaviruses. The coronavirus family has been around for a long time, 
the other, these are four that are not, that don't present with serious illness like this one has, but they were, they stu had studied this over eight years and these four viruses and found that each of these four coronaviruses um, were very, were very sharply seasonal with the, the highest activity, just like the flu of January, February in that time to March and started to taper off by April to May. Same type of virus, different, different things about it than, than those viruses. But I'm, I'm, a half, I'm a half full kind of guy and I'm looking at that, that information and thinking, maybe there's a chance that this is coming around to that time of the year where, the, where this family of viruses maybe slows down and gives their scientists more time to come up with better options. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. Hey, I'm right there with you. I'm hoping for yeah. that too. Come on, summer. Yeah. Come on, warm weather. Right. And if we get if we stay smart about it, I mean, I, I, whether or not you are into the the whole distancing or shutdown of the economy, you know, that's a different conversation. You know, if we just play smart, regardless of that scenario, we can still beat this. I still believe as a country we we have the resolve and the science and the knowledge to be able to do it, and we just have to help ourselves to help each other out. Exactly. exactly so wash your hands stay away from yep. people <laughs> um do as much you know that's a good thing we have zoom and you know facetime and taking advantage of that it's not the same as you know human contact and being you know there's a lot of extroverts and they want to see people and hug people but i go you know if it's going to help slow things down and you know you not accidentally transfer something it's so worth it like we're almost there you know hopefully by you know may you know maybe june just those warmer weathers will help slow things down yep that's what we all hope for for sure right the sooner the better but we got to be patient we can't just assume that we have to give it time and see where it goes without jumping to conclusions i won't jump to a conclusion i just have my hopes yeah, yeah. I think everyone's just itching, just waiting for the news of, hey, this can open up and this can yep. open up. I mean, we're all waiting because we know it's not going to be all at one time. You know, they're going to slowly open things up. But still, I know, you know, it's, it's getting rough for some people. But, you know, yes. take advantage of time. So many people are like, I don't have time, I don't have time. I go, now you have all the time in the world to get an exercise, to hang out. Yes, with take care of your health. Yeah. It's crucial. Yeah, don't disregard your health. You can't take care of other people if you can't take care of yourself. Yeah, and I'm like, you have all the time in the world to get in like three, four workouts in one day. Like you can go for a walk, you can go for a bike ride, like you can do so much stuff right now. Take advantage of right? it. Um, you can cook at home, you have time to do that now. Right? So. Absolutely. Are there any final thoughts that you wanna let our listeners know anything. Um, I, I think we've really hit it. I mean, I, I'm a preacher of exercise for health, mental, physical health, mm -hmm. and faith. You know, I don't, doesn't matter to me what faith you have. If you have faith that, that this can go, that we can make it through, that you're going to help yourself out. You just got to hang on to that. Yeah, you hit it right there on the spot. You know, every season comes to an end. This will come to an end. We don't know when, which is probably the, the scary part. It, it would be easier if they said, hey, May 15th, this is all going to be over and you're going to get back to your lives. We just don't know that. But knowing that there's hope 
just do what you can in the meantime, find some ways to de-stress, bring some joy into your life. If that means cutting down on the TV time or your phone, like you said, it's going to be there tomorrow. The news is not going anywhere. And I'm sure if you don't find it, somebody will message and say, right. you see this. So, you know, just do what you can, find some peace and joy. And if anything, take this time right now to dial in on your health, go for a walk for 30 minutes or an hour, like you said, and right. it'll be okay. Just wash your hands and, and do what you can. But I also think, you know, your attitude is everything. And you could either spend this time being depressed and filled with anxiety, or, you know, you can just stay calm because guess what? I'm sure your kids are looking at you, you know, and if you're calm, mm -hmm. they're going to be and so it's right that, that leadership and just it's gonna be okay faith absolutely awesome well david thank you so much for being on here for your knowledge your wisdom um just just being you you're so awesome so thanks for joining us and i know we will have another update all right well i will yes we will i'll be here thank you